You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Plenty to keep us busy on this Thursday edition. So uh, let's run through it all as we, of course, take you up until 6. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, I'm on Twitter. On Instagram, at Gordon Damer, the daily poll question is up for today. We will get to that in a little bit. I don't think we ever touched on the poll question from yesterday. And I think the uh, the window has now passed, so I don't think we'll be touching on that. Today's one we will absolutely be touching on. Uh, as I said, lots of stuff today. Knicks are back in action tonight. You have uh, Adrian Wojnarowski basically telling you yesterday it's a question of when, not if, David Fisdale gets fired by the Knicks this year. You have the Colin Kaepernick stuff, which we did not get a chance to touch on yesterday. We're not going to spend the entire show on it. Sometimes these uh, that topic is one that uh, people need to go down the rabbit hole and uh, keep bringing up the same points they brought up for the last three years. But we will touch on that story today. And then, you know, I'm just in a good mood today. And I'm not exactly sure why. I know Cashman, Brian Cashman, the Yankees GM, was on the um, was on the K show yesterday and was talking about free agency and uh, all those type of things. And then that was not really, I don't think, what got me all uh, happy. Oh, you know what it was? I think I know what it was. Christopher Johnson, Jets owner extraordinaire. Came out yesterday with his team finally coming off a win. And let you know, Jet fans, don't worry. Have no fear. There's been questions out there. He is answering the questions. Adam Gase is coming back next year. Yeah! Oh, bring him back! No matter how the season turns out, Jets could lose every single game from this point forward, they could finish two and fourteen. Don't worry, it's coming back. Yeah, Christopher, I love man. I I hope Woody Johnson stays in where wherever he is. Is he's in London, right, or in England somewhere? Wherever he is, stay there. Keep this guy running the show. He's doing a bang up job. Could you imagine being Woody Johnson calling? So how's the team doing? Well, we've had some setbacks. Don't know if you've been on the internet at all. But, uh, yeah, the season's not gone really all that well. Got some issues, got some problems. But don't worry. Stability. Patience. That's really what the Jets are missing right now. Not a functional offense. Not players who can play along the offensive line. Not talent. Patience. Oh, thank goodness for Woody Johnson. And thank goodness for his brother, Chris. Could you, I mean, really... If Woody, before he left, took a dart and threw it out a window, do you think he could have found someone that worse to run? I mean, they have two wins, right? Like, who would have been worse? Amazing. So, Christopher Johnson, we have to get into that. I'm sure Jet fans are very excited, very happy. You, look, everybody always talks about how you have to have stability in your organization, right? You have to have patience. You can't be knee-jerk. You can't just jump from – that's never a sign of having success. As if that was – as if that has been the problem for the Jets for the last, what, 10 years. But I guess first up, let's uh, get it out of the way right off the bat. Congratulations to Jacob deGrom. Not a surprise in any way, but deGrom wins his uh, second straight National League Cy Young, seventh pitcher in the National League to win back-to-back Cy Youngs. Now, I'm sure most Met fans will uh, end up celebrating this very uh, rare, prestigious event – 
by berating the one guy who did not give him a first place vote. It seems like that's generally the uh, the operating procedure for Met fans at this point. Last year, they, it was like they had personally had their moms insulted by someone on the street because DeGrom did not get every single uh, first place. How dare you? This is an outrage that will not stand. Well, hopefully the, uh, the crying will not be as substantial this time. Maybe some of that crying will be dissipated by the fact that Pete Alonso didn't get all the first place vote. I'm not sure how the crying quotient kind of breaks down. Can you cry equally for two separate things? I'm not sure. But more research is needed. We, we need to get more analytics involved in the crying quotient. But uh, Justin Verlander wins the American League Award. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the reasoning behind that because, to me, Garrett Cole had a superior season. Cole led the American League in ERA, led the ER, uh, led the American League in strikeouts, led the American League in fielding independent ERA, wasn't victimized by the home run as much as Justin Verlander had been. Uh, Verlander did have 10 more innings pitch, which is not really all that significant. He had one extra win, which I hope at this point is not the reason why he got more votes than Garrett Cole. But um, I guess my takeaways from the voting is, A, what you see with these, if you pay any attention whatsoever, is that almost certainly, because there are so many different people involved, you're going to get some dumb votes, right? It happens every single time. And um, it's happened this year as well. To me, how – I mean, it's not outrageous that you would vote for Justin Verlander over Garrett Cole. I just don't know what the reasoning would be. I mean, I guess these things are open to interpretation. But to me, Garrett Cole clearly had the better season than Justin Verlander. But you're going to get – if you get 30 people to vote on something, there's a chance that at least one or two of them are going to do something stupid. Now, I don't know. I was listening to the case show yesterday, and Michael brought this up. I was trying to look for a, a, a source material for this, but I've not been able to find it, um, that both Tampa writers left Aaron Boone completely off their ballot for the American League uh, Manager of the Year. And that discrepancy is probably the difference for why Boone did not win the award. Now, I have not heard one single Yankee fan all that upset that the the Yankees manager didn't win manager of the year because who cares, right? Like, who cares about them? Like, are you going to go into next? Well, we got the manager of the – who cares? It's, it's like it's here, it's gone, it's forgotten about. But to leave the guy off completely – I guess that's the secondary story because the first story is that somehow Kevin Cash didn't finish even in second place, which is moronic that Rocco Baldelli uh, won the award uh, overall. But, you know, the fact that an Astro won the American League, Cy Young, I, I don't know how anyone can view that right now separate from what has been the biggest story of the offseason so far and likely will be the biggest story of the offseason Whenever pitchers and catchers do roll around. And that's the story from The Athletic a couple of days ago about the Astros and their efforts to cheat back in 2017. The use of the center field camera, relaying the signs, a TV in the dugout to allow that to, to be that information to get there. And then banging on a garbage can to allow alert pit, uh, alert hitters what pitch was going to be coming up. Off speeds, uh, fastball, whatever. So there are a lot of angles I want to cover with this, and we did touch on some of them yesterday. But the first one is uh, I have no idea, and I don't think anybody really can have any idea what the punishment will be. I do feel safe in predicting right now 
a lot of fans and a lot of media members are going to be completely, if they keep the same intensity they have right now, are going to be very disappointed by whatever the punishment is. I know that when the Red Sox had the Apple Watch a couple of years ago, Rob Manfred said that, you know, the next time this happens, there will be significant punishments including loss of draft picks. So you would hope that that's, that has to be on the table right now. But some of the things that you hear being floated, I think, are ridiculous. Now, Major League Baseball should come down and really hammer the Astros because the evidence is pretty compelling. And it's pretty, I mean, I don't know how you could deny it. But you hear people suggest, well, A.J. Hinch should be suspended for the year. <laughs> I don't know what will happen. Again, it's tough to say because there's not any real precedent in this in terms of, you know, the Red Sox thing. It was a slap on the wrist. But I'm pretty safe to say I don't think that A.J. Hinch is going to be suspended for the year. I've heard people say that the Astros should lose their draft picks for the next three years. All their draft picks for the next three years. You Now, I'm not saying if that happened. Fine, they did something that they know they knew they should not have been doing. But do you actually think that that will happen? I don't. I've heard people say that they should not be allowed to take part in free agency. I've heard people say that their luxury tax threshold should be reduced significantly. None of those things. Now, again, as I said, it's tough to say what it will be. But when the Red Sox use the Apple Watch, which is somewhat not as, as extensive, I don't think, but somewhere in the same ballpark, it was an undisclosed fine. Nothing more. So if you have your hopes up that Major League Baseball is now going to absolutely hammer the Astros, I think you're getting your hopes up a little too much there, buddy. And, you know, it's interesting because most of the takes on this have been about questions for the Astros. And look, there's plenty of questions for the Astros. I don't know necessarily that they have to do a deep dive into questions about the Astros. My question's much more focused on what the heck was Major League Baseball doing this entire time? This story was basically an open secret within Major League Baseball. People have questioned the Astros now for the last few years and have suspected something along these lines for the last couple of years. Why did it take a piece by Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic for Major League Baseball to get up off their rear ends and actually look into it. Well, Gordon, maybe they did look into it. I guess that is a possibility. But it's hard for me to put too much weight in that when John Boy, the uh, Yankee uh, the Yankee Twitter guy and, and his, his company, they looked at it and basically within an hour or two had a full video breakdown, video, audio and the guy John Boy does a fantastic job, I don't think that even with his burgeoning media empire has the resources of Major League Baseball. So my first question would be, why, if this was an open secret, everybody was kind of questioning this, how did Major League Baseball, I mean, how is it possible that Major League Baseball was so behind the, the curve on this? My other question would be, and this does kind of focus on the Astros a little bit more, now that we know kind of what lengths, we know somewhat, right? Who knows how deep it goes. We know somewhat the lengths that the Astros went to get an advantage. My next question would be, well, what else are they doing? 
it would be hard for me to believe that the Astros said, okay, we got this thing to help out our hitters. Let's stop there. There's no need to push the envelope too far. Seems pretty much that they were made it clear that they were bottom line, anything and everything, right? And that's kind of why they got into trouble here. It's been pretty well documented as well. Seems like an open secret that the Astros pitchers, that when you go to Houston as a pitcher, all of a sudden your, your, your performance takes a jump up. Is all of that on the level? Maybe. But you've certainly heard people question it before. Trevor Bauer during the season accused them of doing something illegal to uh, improve their spin rates. Now, I'm not going to tell you I know all the ins and outs, but Bauer is one of the most analytically driven pitchers out there. And he would know a whole lot more what is capable of being improved and what is not capable of being improved through the use of performance. And maybe something there is not on the level already. We already have evidence of them cheating. What's to say they're not breaking other rules? It at least warrants a look at. Or do we have to wait for Ken Rosenthal to write another article? You know, Mike Fires went on the record, and that's really the, the, the part of that story that gave it more credence than anything else. The fact that you had a current major league player admitting that the organization he used to be with did this. But it's not like he would go out there and tell you any tricks or illegal tactics that the pitchers were using. So from Cole to Verlander, Charlie Morton, there's plenty of other guys. It's not like if there was an illegal way for them to improve their pitcher's performance that the Astros would say, well, you know what, that goes beyond the scope. That would be illegal. We can't do that. And it's interesting to me because Verlander wins the American League Cy Young and one of the first parts of the story that uh, I don't know if it's the first paragraph or the second one is that Verlander, the oldest pitcher to win the award since Roger Clemens. And it's not like Roger was doing anything not on the up and up, right? He was he was completely on the level when he won that award. I actually heard that Roger was so excited for Verlander last night, he went into his driveway, picked up a car and threw it and then ripped a tree directly out of the ground. And that's not the only places where the question should be. It's nice after we said yesterday, and other people brought it up, that one of the first people who has to talk about this scandal not currently on the Astros would be Carlos Beltran. And Carlos Beltran did give a statement to the New York Post yesterday. And we have to get into that coming up because his response made literally no sense. You would have to be a complete moron to hear what read what Carlos Beltran said and to say, yeah, that seems legit. So we'll get into that coming up. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Our poll question is up for today. It's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. And it is involving the story of Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is going to apparently have a workout. I guess it's not Saturday yet. Who knows where this story will go. The NFL has set up a private workout for Colin Kaepernick on Sunday. Or Saturday, excuse me, Saturday. There are still many questions about it, about how it will transpire, what will take place there. But our question for today is, do you believe that Colin Kaepernick is still a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL? 
That's our question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can vote on it there. Coming up, I'll give you my answer. We'll get into the Carlos Beltran stuff. We'll hear from um, maybe a little Brian Cashman today. We have Nick stuff with them returning to action tonight and KP returning to the Garden tonight. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, I just, I just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because the weekend is getting a little bit closer. Maybe it's uh, it's a little warmer today. It wasn't as brutally cold. I just feel I'm just in a good mood today. Uh, and it might, I don't know, might have something to do with uh, Christopher Johnson, who we'll get to. I love that guy. Can, is it too early, you think, to put uh, Christopher Johnson in the uh, Jets ring of honor? Has an owner ever been in, in honored with uh, the ring of honor of another team? Like, do you think, would it be out of line for the Patriots, who really don't need the help, but would it be out of line for the Patriots to induct Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Johnson into their ring of honor? I don't even know if the Patriots have a ring of honor, but they might want to start. They might want to think about it. They'll have like Christopher Johnson Day. At this point, I'm pretty, you know, like everybody's saying Bill Belichick has decided he's changed his mind now. He's going to coach even longer. Right. Why wouldn't he? I believe he's investigating uh, how to turn his mind into like a cyborg. So even after he passes away, he can still robotically coach. And uh, even by then, who knows? Maybe the uh, Patriots will still be uh, better than the uh, rest of the uh, AFC East. But uh, I think that's why I feel so good today. But uh, what I don't feel good about, obviously, is this story about the Astros and the cheating scandal and everything else. And um, it was interesting because yesterday we said, I mean, it was the most obvious thing. And that's what I like, to, I, I like to focus my show on, the most obvious thing. No, it was the most obvious thing that after you read that story in The Athletic, that one of the first people that you would want to hear from after hearing the details and kind of putting things together is – what does Carlos Beltran have to do say about this? Right, he was on the 2017 Astros. He's had this reputation as someone who is really knowledgeable about the game. Is great at being able to figure out if pitches are tipping at their pitches or figuring out, uh, you know, just different little things here and there because he's been involved in baseball for so long. But he was obviously one of the first. But now he's the Mets manager, right? And he got the the job at least in part because he is so knowledgeable about the game. He's never been a manager before, but people think he'll have success based on uh, not just his performance on the field, but his performance, you know, mentally within the game. So the New York Post actually got a quote from Carlos Beltran, and the Post article touches on how obviously most obvious thing ever. That the Mets manager, Carlos Beltran, was in the forefront of the sign stealing that the Astros have done. That the other person who was really a key member of that would be Alex Cora. So the first thing that Major League Baseball, once they finally get around to it and roll into uh, this investigation, to me, if it is found that Alex Cora had a major hand in putting that uh, – that, that system in place, well, then, even though he's not on the Astros, he should be facing some disciplinary action as well. And even though Carlos Beltran was a player, and I don't think you can you can punish the individual players, if the investigation turns out, according to the Athletic article, the reason the whole thing got started was because there was a struggling player and a coach, and they got together and they put this system in place, and it paid obvious dividends. But Carlos Beltran was asked about the story, and this is his response. 
I'm not aware of that camera. We are we were studying the opposite team every day. We took a lot of pride studying pictures on the computer. That is the only technology I use and understand. It was fun seeing guys get to go to the ballpark to look for the little details. Does that make sense to anybody? Honestly. Does that pass even the the most basic smell test? So let me get this straight. Carlos Beltran, longtime Major League veteran, a guy who's been in and out of dugouts for 15 years, is a member of the Houston Astros. And I'm sure with as young as the team was, was kind of looked at as one of the veteran leaders of the team. So he's on the Astros. He's sitting there day after day in the dugout with all the other guys. They all talk, right? They're teammates. There is a camera that is set up in the dugout. There is a guy in the dugout banging on a garbage can, pitch after pitch, game after game. If it's loud enough to be heard on the field, I would have to assume it was even louder in the dugout. But Carlos Beltran, longtime Major League veteran, never says to anybody, who's that guy banging on the garbage can? That guy banging on the garbage can is kind of annoying. I wish he'd stop. Nobody said this. Carlos never dawned on Carlos Beltran that there's a guy banging on the garbage. Hey, what's this cat? We have this TV thing set up here. Why do we have that? That's an interesting angle. Carlos Beltran, who's who's the key, who's this this genius in terms of pitch tipping and all these ins and outs of baseball. But he sees this camera set up. It's focused on the catcher's hands as he's putting the sign down. And it doesn't dawn on him. Never even noticed it. Then, hey, I would be, I could, I could use that information. Oh, look at that. He's, he's, all right, this is the way the pitcher. I would think that that would be a point that every player who was good at that kind of thing would like that kind of information. But Carlos Beltran would have you believe that he had no idea. I didn't know this type of stuff was going on. Either A, you're lying, or B, you're so oblivious that I don't see how you could get a manager's job. This was clear. And Carlos, the, quite, the answers of this make me think that, yeah, my first suspicion was right. When they say that there was a struggling player and a coach who instituted this system, You'd have to think that, yeah, Carlos Beltran was probably the guy. That answer, I was not aware of that camera. No idea. Well, were you aware of the guy that had a a drum set in the dugout? This guy, uh, 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 John Bonham, is sitting in the dugout banging away on his... did Did you happen to notice that, Carlos? It's just funny to me because I'm sure if this was the new Yankee manager... The amount of questions this guy would be getting. Oh, my God. Baseball's got to get to the bottom of this. But now I'm sure because he's the Met manager, he'll just, eh. Say la vie. Is that what it is? Say la vie. Amazing. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 
Um, all right, so the poll question, which is up for today, it's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. The NFL has set up a private workout for Colin Kaepernick. Many questions still remain, but do you believe that Colin Kaepernick is still a starting quarterback in the NFL? Well, let's start with the fact that the, the NFL has uh, set up this this workout for Saturday. And this news kind of came out of the blue, right? Like it's week – is it week 11 now or week 12? It's a week 11, right? I think it's week 11. Um, the timing of it just seems really, really weird. The idea, not just after all this time this season, after all this time that this story has been out there, is strange. Week 11 is weird. Saturday is weird. And I've heard some people bring up that clearly this is just a PR stunt, which I guess you can consider it, right? I mean, really, whatever – at this point, no matter how you feel about Colin Kaepernick, you have to, in your heart of hearts, realize that the NFL has done whatever they can to keep this guy off a team. It's certainly they have not gone out of their way to help this guy get back in the NFL. That's for sure. So to me, the weak, the just the idea that they're going to do this is super weird. And then all the other things about it as well is super weird. In terms of it being a PR stunt, that to me would only make sense if there was still some way for PR to kind of swing the story. It's been three years now. Hasn't everybody kind of made up their mind? Like, is there anybody out there who's a sports fan, who is aware of the story, who's like, you know what? I could go either way on this one. No, it seems like it's a, a pretty polarizing topic, right? You're either in one camp or the other. And i got to be honest with you, I have my feet in a couple of different camps sometimes with the story. But all this does, by bringing this up now, it really doesn't solve anything. And the way for it to be solved, i got to be honest, it seems almost impossible. The story doesn't go away almost no matter what happens, because let's say on one end of the spectrum, right? He goes to this workout. It, it takes place. Teams are there. Everybody looks at it and no team signs him. Well, that's just going to get more backlash towards the NFL. See, they, they don't want this guy. Even when they set up a workout, they don't want this guy in the league. If you go to the other end of the spectrum and he ends up getting a job, even a backup job, if it were a starter's job. The reaction largely is going to be, well, yeah, finally he got a job once the NFL gave him a chance. But that just shows you that these three, these past three years, he should have had a job anyway, and the NFL was keeping him out. So not really, no matter what end of the spectrum you go, it's not going to uh, remove the story. I guess you could say maybe the NFL is, is finally uh, doing the right thing. I don't know. To me, the only explanation that I've heard that makes any sense whatsoever is that this is somehow a requirement of the settlement of the collusion case that Kaepernick had against the NFL. The fact that the NFL is doing it now, the fact that they've been so adamant and unwielding in terms of the time and the scope, will only do it this way with this type of terms and Hey, could you move it back? Could you make it on a, a Tuesday so more team? No, not changing. It. It's like they're they're carrying it out to the letter of the law. 
and whatever the letter of the law is, that's what they'll do and not one thing further. So there, to me, seems like maybe there'll be more details and I can change my mind, but it certainly seems like that the NFL is only going to do the bare minimum to allow this to happen. So the idea that's been floated out there that the NFL is finally doing the right thing or that that uh, Roger Goodell, that this has been bothering him for a while and now they're finally going to make it right. I don't think that it it, it – I, I don't see how anybody could actually believe that given all we've gotten up until this point. But that doesn't answer the poll question. The poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is uh, basically, do you believe that Colin Kaepernick is still a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL? Now, look, I've said for a while the NFL should have done something like this if just simply to remove it from a topic of conversation, which largely has made the NFL look bad. The fact that they would not be willing to give this guy a chance. And there's been lots of story. Oh, he doesn't really want to play. He only wants a starting job. Well, you could remove all of that if you had simply put this together before three years. But to answer the poll question, do you believe that Colin Kaepernick is still a starting quarterback in the NFL? Well, no, I don't. Ask yourself, honestly, your team, whatever it is, the Jets, the Giants, your quarterback goes down. Well, it's kind of unfair to say Jets or Giants because their seasons are already over. Say you root for a competitive team. I'll, I'll, I'll imagine myself along with you, right? Let's, let's have a, a, a dream exercise. You're rooting for a really good team that's in the playoff chase. Maybe not the division, but you're certainly alive for a wild card. And your quarterback goes down. And your team announces, you know what? Don't worry. We are signing Colin Kaepernick. Now, I'm sure there's some people, because you feel like the guy's been, uh, I don't even think feel like, I think it's pretty clear the guy's been blackballed by the league. And I didn't always feel that way, but certainly after three years, it's kind of hard to make the argument the other side. Um, if that were my team fighting for the playoffs and I found out, you know what, we're bringing in Colin Kaepernick, I would not be happy about it. Because while we can all have our opinions about what happened to him, whether it's fair or unfair or whatever, um, the last time that Colin Kaepernick was involved with an NFL team, people forget this, he was being benched in favor of Blaine Gabbert. Now, I know that this story is very polarizing. People are on two different sides of it, and it's it certainly breaks down to a certain extent based on race. But all races and all creeds can come together in one thing, and that is the fact that Blaine Gabbert is terrible. Nobody should be ever losing their job to Blaine Gabbert. So I realize that Colin Kaepernick at one time had NFL success. And if maybe three years ago, after this whole thing broke down, and he got to another team with a good coaching staff and could utilize his skill set, maybe, maybe back then his career could have been turned around because his career hit the skids, right? He burst on the scene, had, looked like he was a, a franchise guy, and then based on his style of play, it seemed like teams started to, to figure him out and did not have nearly the success that he had early. So the fact that he has been, the last time we saw him, right, lost his job to Blaine Gabbert, and now has been away from the game for three years. It's great that he's been working out. It's great that he seems like he's, in terms of physical uh, readiness, is ready to go. But I just don't care. I can't imagine that after three years this guy's going to be able to pop back in and be an effective starting quarterback 
in the NFL. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Right wing over the Toronto line, but he can't get the shot off. Casey backhands it toward the yawning cage. It's good! Empty net goal for Casey Sezikis! And that should ice it for the Isles! They lead it 5-2! to two. All right. My Islanders. Your Islanders... My New York Islanders rolling again. Yes, the uh, 10-game winning streak came to an end. Uh, disappointment to all of us. No, Nobody more so than me. I saw everybody g- jumping on the bandwagon when my bandwagon, my Islander bandwagon, all these guys on all the different shows, Rick DiPietro, just because he played for the Islanders, all of a sudden he has, has more invested in the team than me? who vaguely watches them when I happen to stumble across MSG2 every once in a while. Oh, right, that is MSG2. Look at that. That's the call from Chris King on 1050 AM. You're home for New York Islanders hockey. Home for my – and you can you can come too. You're New York Islanders. Uh, so that's our moment of inspiration for today. Um, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Uh, we have not touched on – the Jets as of yet. But I do want to touch on them because Christopher Johnson made me very happy yesterday. Christopher Johnson came out and told you, don't worry, Jet fans. I know that you've been very unhappy with the season, the way it has gone. But don't worry. Adam Gase is coming back. And it's funny because up until this point, you'll always see these articles. I've seen it more so with the Giants lately. This ownership needs to come out and explain themselves. So Christopher Johnson comes out and explains himself yesterday, and everybody, shut up! What are you saying? Stop talking! Wait, wait, you wanted me to talk? No, I don't want you to talk anymore if that's the things you're going to say. So Christopher Johnson comes up and comes out and lets you know, Jet fans, don't worry. Your head coach is coming back. You, you get a sense of, uh, of trust with these players, with this coach. Um, and, you know, ask them about it. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be free with, uh, with their opinions. Uh, I, I, it's amazing. Do, do people just fall asleep? At, can we put the, 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 in the club? Can I do both of those at the same time? Let, let's hear if this is any, yeah, let, let, let's put this in. Let's see. It, does this help Christopher Johnson's uh, excitement level? Does it make it any more? You, you get a sense of, uh, of trust. Not really. Players, with this coach. Um, and, you know, ask them about it. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be... With, uh, with their opinion. People, uh, Susie is going to have more reports now of cars driving off the road because people have fallen asleep. You know what? Let's get rid of the uh, uh, in the club. Give me the uh, the Eye of the Tiger music. Let's try that. Yeah, here we go. Here's Christopher Johnson, Mr. Excitement. It's the the trust that I see uh, seeing him work with Sam just as a as, yeah. a, as a small portion of this of this question is is. Gives me a lot of confidence yeah. in, in that. A lot of it. Um, seeing him work with with Joe uh, is uh, it's a whole new dynamic. Work with Joe? No, he barely even knows Joe. He doesn't have any role, um, the personnel. That's the not my department. For this team going forward, and uh, and that's there. There are a number of reasons, but those are two two really big ones. <laughs> Can I feel, you give me one? Uh, confident about Adam. Yeah. As our coach went forward. All right. You know, here, here he is with some more. I, I don't know. It's not terrible. I want to assure you there will be no changes in coaches. Oh, thank God. Oh, what? Um, no changes? 
Adam has the trust of his team. He has the trust of Sam. He has Joe's trust. He has my trust. Uh, he's a good man. He's a good coach. He's a good man. He's a good coach. Well, he might be a good man. I don't know him. Uh, from all, everything you hear from people uh, that do have dealings with him, they, they like dealing with him. Uh, he's on with the K-Show every uh, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, so leave that part of it out. I don't think anybody cares whether or not he's a, he's a good man. Bill Belichick, <laughs> I don't know if he's necessarily a good man. I don't see anybody in New England complaining. Let's, let's stop that we care about how good a person he is. But a good coach, what would make you say that? What is your evidence of that? I have to be honest. I know that's the weird. I, I've, I feel like I've been bringing up the weird timing of things a lot lately. But this one uh, might be the. It's really weird timing until you realize that the the owner is kind of lost. Then it makes a lot more sense. Like, why would you do this now? Well, the owner doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, right. The problem that I have with this, not I don't really have a problem. I want him to remain. I want a lifetime contract. I didn't think it could be, get better than Bowles, but uh, it's been better. It's been I've had more fun this year than I haven't had in uh, previous years, and that's saying something considering my team is a, a, a an outright disgrace. But the problem is by first off making this announcement now, right? Like, why would you do? What if they don't win another game? What if you finish the year two and fourteen, and you've said the guy's coming back? Now, you could always change your mind and say, well, I didn't expect it to get this bad, but I don't get the sense that that's the case. I think that he actually believes that having patience and not jumping to conclusions, sometimes it's right to, to jump to conclusions. Like if you, if I set you on fire, you jump to the conclusion, holy, holy moly, this is really hot. Right? Like that's a good conclusion to jump to. Sometimes jumping to conclusions is warranted. But the timing of the whole thing is very, very weird. And the problem is, is if you believe in Gase, right? If you're saying this guy's a good coach, what you're saying is, well, the problem is the roster. And nobody is telling you that the roster is good. But the roster is going to take years to fix. So kind of what you're saying here is that not just is he here for now, he's here for next year. If you're being honest in what you say about he's a good coach, and the offshoot of that is you're saying that the real problem is we don't have enough talent, then he's here long-term. Already next year is year three for Sam Darnold. And I've already seen people say, um, well, okay, Gates gets a pass for this year, but next year he's got to make the playoffs. Well, wait a second. Which is it? Is is it that he's a good coach and the roster's bad and you got to fix the roster? So you're going to fix all the holes on this roster with one – over one off season, that seems a bit pie in the sky. No. The other thing he said about him being a good coach again. What is the evidence of that? In now four, almost four, NFL seasons, he's won ten games once, and that one year everything broke right. They got off to a terrible start, and then they won a bunch of wacky last second games, where everything broke their way. Certainly, at this point, seems much more of the outlier than the, the, the rule. At this point, he's got as many 10-win seasons as Todd Bowles had. And nobody was telling you that Todd Bowles was a good coach. But I think at this point, you'd have to say, at least through 10 weeks of the NFL season this year, watching him week in and week out, and the job he's done with this talent, which in a large degree is, is similar talent than, than Todd Bowles had, 
you would think he was going to have more talent than Todd Bowles had, right? He's done a worse job. The team has been less competitive. So I don't know how Christopher Johnson can say with a straight face um, that he's a good coach and that he has the, the trust of everybody. Like, if he seriously asked Sam Darnold, do you believe in Adam Gase? What did you expect Sam Darnold to say? No, get this guy out of here. No, you got to get this guy fired. He's terrible. Very, very odd. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get some some calls in here uh, because I've not done so yet today. And we still have to touch on David Fisdale because uh, (laughs) we might not get the chance much longer. Let's go out to Walter and Yonkers. Walter, what's going on, my man? Hey, my man. How you doing? Thank you for taking the call. Listen, I got to go with the uh, eye of the tiger. It sounded good. Only you need uh Yeah, you, you like Christopher John. Maybe he needs like a hype yeah. man. He's got the money. He can yeah, hire like a hype the, guy the to Mick stand behind him with a boombox. Yeah, with the Mick loves you voice, you know? Yeah. But let me tell you something. Uh, you can't really get rid of this guy, Gacy, man. What are you going to do? You're going to put this kid in another system? You got to go with it because you're going to ruin this kid's life. Okay, but I mean, Walter, Walter, if we, if we can all kind of admit, that. though, that his system is not working. Like, if it's a bad system, well, shouldn't you get him out of it as soon as possible? If it's a bad situation, aren't you better getting rid of the system and, and getting it out of the situation rather than just kind of hoping okay, it eventually turns for the better? Do we know it's the system, or do we know it because they're dropping like flies? I mean, can you be sure that it's the system, or is it because these guys can't stay healthy? I mean, look at the, the tight end. This guy's supposed to be great. He's out. He played two once in two years or something. I understand. Look, they've had a lot of injuries, but NFL teams have a lot of injuries. And if you go through generally, you know which NFL teams, it's different in different sports, but you know what NFL teams have a lot of injuries? Bad teams. Because of the physical aspect of the sport, if if you're dinged up, right, you're not 100%, it just makes sense. If you're playing on a good team that has a chance to go to the playoffs and do damage, you're fully invested, even despite the injuries. Whereas if you're a bad team, it's a little bit chicken and the egg, but a lot of times the team that the teams that have the most injuries are already bad teams and guys are not willing to play through that pain because they don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. So I know that we will look at, and some people will, well, the Jets are bad because they have all these injuries. Maybe they have these injuries because they're bad. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number coming up. We'll kind of recap the show, more of your phone calls, and we will touch on David Fisdale because it seems like a decision's already been made. And for David Fisdale, I guess it depends on how you look at it. It's not good. If he would like to coach at the, the Knicks for much longer, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So we'll get into that, too, coming up. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Gordon Damer Show. Maybe we need this one with Christopher Johnson, too, just try to pep him up a little bit. Let's try it. Let's see what uh, Christopher Johnson sounds like with a little ACDC. Here's Chris. You, you get a sense of, uh, of trust yeah. with these players, with this coach. Um, and, you know, ask him about it. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be free with, uh, with their opinions. Yeah. Mm. All right, there's Christopher Johnson, who I love. And uh, maybe the Patriots haven't thought about it, but they probably should. I mean, there's a lot of – if they were going to start to do a ring of honor of opposing teams and opposing coaches, uh, they'd, have a, they'd have a long list of people, right? But at least in the, in the now, if they were going to do it at least temporarily, uh, you'd have to think that uh, Adam Gase would be a uh, first ballot. 
first ballander. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I did want to touch on the Knicks. We have uh, always kind of recap the show here and the three things that we've touched on. A, the one thing that we touched on right off the top, in case you're just joining us, Carlos Beltran's explanation that he gave to the New York Post yesterday about his role uh, or his non-role in the Astros' uh, cheating scandal makes literally no sense. You would have to be an absolute moron to believe that Carlos Beltran, this veteran guy, this guy who's been in and out of dugouts for 15 years, a leader, even though he only played one year with the Astros, you'd have to think that he was a veteran leader on a very young club. It makes literally no sense that he had no idea. I didn't know that camera was there. I didn't realize this television monitor every single time I walk in the dugout. And I certainly didn't notice that guy banging on a garbage can every single home game, every single pitch. Not every single pitch, but, you know, the signal. Makes no sense. Makes literally no sense. And if Major League Baseball is going to do, hopefully now they're going to do a a, a good investigation on this. Maybe they don't need another uh, Ken Rosenthal article to, to finally get up off their rear ends and do something. I think that any punishment, yeah, the Astros certainly should be punished. But that punishment should not just be limited to the Astros if people are not on the Astros anymore. So that involves Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran, to me. That's how serious of an issue that it is. So that's one thing. The second thing was Christopher Johnson and his decision yesterday to come out for some reason, heading into Week 11, where his team has won two games and has been a disaster left and right, and tell you that don't worry, Jet fans, as if they were they were <laughs> as if you had been holding out any possible hope. And at this point, that's all you're playing for, right? Is some hope that eventually it's going to turn around. But it's hard to envision it turning around with the coach being still here and Christopher Johnson coming out yesterday and telling you that that's going to be the case. And then the third thing is our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter at Gordon Damer. And it's about Colin Kaepernick. The, the workout is set for Saturday and people um, a lot of opinions on it. But ours, our question is, do you believe that Ka- Kaepernick is still a starting quarterback, starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, whether or not he gets a starting chance or not? And you can vote on the poll question that's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer. I'll just say there's been some responses to the poll question so far. Uh, if you are outraged or upset or ticked off or whatever term you want to use that uh, Kaepernick is getting this opportunity, maybe that's more of a you issue than it is a him issue. Uh, Look, I don't think that he's a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. Uh, If he was signed by my team, I'd be disappointed. If my team were (laughs) anywhere close to good. Um, So no, I, I don't think that he's a starting caliber quarterback. But to be upset that he's getting the opportunity seems a little strange. Here's a – oh, we don't have time to play this because it's running out of time. Um, here, we'll just play a little bit. Adrian Wojnarowski was on SportsCenter last night. Uh, he was asked, is uh, David Fisdale's job safe now? He is not safe, uh, Keith. And uh, his job is very much in peril right now. This is a Knicks team, you know, that is in something – of a spiral. Yeah, and something then- of a spiral, yes. I would say that they are in something of a spiral. And uh, who knows? This might be Kristaps uh, Porzingis, clearly his first game back at the Garden tonight. It also might be David Fisdale's last game uh, back at the Garden tonight. Also, is uh, Keith Oberman, has he been now named the new Colonel Sanders? What's going on with the, the white? That seemed a little strange. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Wrapping it up on a high note. We'll see you tomorrow starting at 5 o'clock. Please vote on the poll question with all your vitriol. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 5. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.